Hi, and welcome to episode 10. Um, welcome to Estas en Familia. Soy Cristina. And Israel. And uh, let me just say thank you for listening to us. And we finally made it to uh, episode number 10. Can you believe it? That's right. We made it to the finale. If you've been with us from episode 1 to episode 9, we thank you for you listening and your support. As promised, episode 10 is here and we have a very important um, guest with us. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Hello, everyone. My name is Tiffany McGlocky. I am a, a former co-worker of Miss Maria over here and thank you for having me on the show. Um, okay, so Tiffany is here as a certified, uh, is, no, licensed or certified uh, school counselor. Okay, so she's here uh, to talk to us a very, very serious topic. So today's show will be uh, mostly taped in English. You might uh, hear Espanol here and there, but um, we are going to tape this episode in English. So if you guys need subtitles, make sure that, <laughs> that you click on the subtitles here on YouTube. Otherwise, let's get started. Make sure you tell your uh, Gen 2 uh, son or daughter to translate for you because this is going to be one of those things you don't want to miss. Absolutely. And this is something that uh, you might, after you listen to it, you may be like, oh shit, which is what happened to me when I learned about the topic that we're going to be discussing today. So today's topic is um, emotional, no, childhood emotional neglect, um, also known as CEN which uh, I learned about on a by chance type of situation, not necessarily because I was looking for the information, nor because I was in counseling. Not, not because we catched it on YouTube. It's an actual thing. <laughs> no, absolutely. So when I um, learned about it, um, I was blown away. And immediately I reached out to <clears throat> somebody who would know more about the topic because, you know, there's so many things out there in the Internet that I was like, you know, is this for real? Um, how how can it be and how can I as an educated um, person not have known that this is a thing? And um, I, I, I felt some type of way. So I reached out to Tiffany. Um, at work and I was like did you know that this is a thing and she looked at me like really of course it's a thing and then she kind of gave me more info which we're going to discuss today and it, it was an eye-opening experience which is why I need all of you out there to really pay attention because it might definitely be a shoe that fits um, and you may want to uh, take some actions on it okay so, so disclaimer, time to get your Kleenex out because this is one of those touchy subjects that when you listen to it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I've been uh, experiencing this my whole life. Yes, mm -hmm. which is how I felt, um, which is, um, believe it or not, why the whole Estas en, Estas en Familia uh, podcast came to be was because I was trying to get this information out there. I thought if I didn't know about it, um, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people don't know about it and it needs to be talked about. I think a lot of it, a lot of topics are taboo and a lot of things are not touched upon uh, in different cultures. I, you know, the Latino culture, uh, 
I, I speak from the Latino culture, but I know in other um, cultures as well, it, it doesn't get touched upon. And um, that's what I wanted to push. I wanted to push this specific episode, and it's finally here, and um, let's get into it. Tiff. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, so childhood emotional neglect. Now, when I hear neglect, um, coming from the school uh, perspective, mm -hmm. we, we see neglect and we see parents sending their kids with dirty clothes, um, kid, you know, kids that go hungry, um, you know, uh, neglect is like I'm beating a child half Correct. to death type of thing. Mm -hmm. So... The, the type of the things that you do that typhus gets called for. Yes. yes. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Those are the things that are our red flags. Those are the things that we, like you said, Israel called DCPNP for. And we worry. But the emotional neglect is something that we don't realize that happens. Subconsciously. Subconsciously. And maybe until adulthood, you say, you learn about it just like you did and then you say oh that's a thing and that happened to me and i had no clue then you end up in the corner just cradling yourself and you crying. go to therapy <laughs> <laughs> and you end up going to therapy okay mm -hmm. so before the therapy go ahead before the therapy and before the <laughs> crying yourself in a corner what is um, and th certainly we didn't we didn't get beat up. It was not like, mm -hmm. oh my God, you know, DCPMP needed to get cold. Right. But what is childhood emotional neglect? So the word emotional is there, mm -hmm. and neglect is to to not do something. Tell us what childhood emotional neglect is. So the tricky thing about the definition, I feel like, is that emotional neglect can be on a spectrum almost. It's pretty much ignoring your child's emotions, their their needs emotionally. And if we live in a very survival mode, fast-paced kind of environment, sometimes we don't have the time to, as the parents, to check in with your child and say, you know, check in with their emotions. So that's what emotional neglect is. It's ignoring, it's not validating your child's feelings and emotions. And as you can see, you know, you can do that one day and, you know, pay attention to them the other day. So it's just a very wide spectrum of how to how it can happen, I think. OK, so um, I like that you said survival. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we discussed, <clears throat> let's take two steps back. You know, we we Israel and I are touching upon the first generation uh, type of experience here living in the States. Mm -hmm. Our parents are first generation as are we because we came in, I came in as a 10 year old, Israel came as a seven year old. Mm -hmm. So um, I, it, the survival situation sounds like I'm out there catching tigers, but living in the States, survival mm -hmm. <laughs> is uh, keeping a roof over your head, yeah. uh, making sure that your kids are fed, making sure that you know, their clothes that they, you know, this is a sort of survival in living in a country where you don't speak the country. Right. It's living on a day to day basis, kind of fending and not knowing what's going to happen next, next, but you're going to make it happen. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then in that survival of sorts, you, you are 
pushing all of that um, well-being for your family and your kids are there and they're the family mm -hmm. but then th it leaves very little time for hola como estas que hiciste en la escuela exactly um, you know that interaction that you're supposed to have with your kids you know it, it kind of goes out the window because uh not only are kids trying to survive but parents are trying to survive to give them the, the house to live in give them mm -hmm. the food that they need to so i guess that emotional support that they're supposed to have goes on the waistline and think about it this way if you don't have time to check in with yourself as an individual how are you going to know how to check in with somebody else yeah, I think that that's very hard. Um, I think like first generation parents, they have that that problem where it's just like work, 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 work. Like mm -hmm. I get home, I'm exhausted. It's time to shut down, and you don't really give your your kids that support, that emotional support that they need. Mm -hmm. So okay, so the definition is um, to ignore. You said <coughs> uh, the emotional uh, aspect to ignore, and obviously, to, and to also not validate so when a child is having emotions and showing emotions it's kind of like oh you know putting it on the wayside and saying you know stop crying let's just continue let's just move on there's nothing to be upset about so even if the parent does see the emotion they're not addressing it so they're yes ignoring and also not validating the emotion i think you hit a a, a perfect keyword there which was um what did you say <laughs> no, no, no. It, it just totally slipped my mind, but it's it just like Not validating. Validating. No. validating. Uh -huh. There you uh -huh. go. Validating. validating. You don't validate uh, the the child's um, feelings. And I think that that goes um, for a lot of immigrant families because yes. it's like, yes. oh, you got hurt. I toughen up. Toughen up. Yes, it's it's it comes with our cultures definitely, and uh, and the generations I think too. Right. So you are what culture defines you, Tiffany? So I my family is from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. My mother came here. My mother and my family came here when they were in their twenties. They you know established themselves, um, and I was born here. Okay. So by the definition that we have worked on since first episode, you would be considered second gen because you were already born here. Yes. Which okay. I learned today. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this validate or this cultural aspect um, goes into relatively a lot of cultures. I've heard my African friends talk about it. It was like, you know, like, mm -hmm. or or the the typical boys don't cry. Yes, los niños no lloran. Correct. Right, like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you you may be hurt, but right now boys don't cry. Mm -hmm. um, o calladito te ves más bonito, right? Like you. Uh, the perfect. You, sana, sana culito de rana. Sana, sana culito de rana. Can you translate? <laughs> We, translate is like. Uh, rub, well, rub the ass of a frog. Rub, rub the ass of a frog. <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> Let's say you have um, you have Miles, right? Mm -hmm. Miles is uh, 18 months. Two. Two. He's two. two. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I feel like I missed out. Okay. So two years old. Mm -hmm. And he goes and trips and falls and he comes crying to okay. me. Okay. Our usual would be sana sana culito de rana, mm -hmm. and then you're fine now. Okay. Oh, you know, it would be like the equivalent to American mother saying, okay, a kiss would make the boo-boo go away. Gotcha. You know, mm -hmm. and that's it. Okay. But we say sana sana culito de rana for... Rub the ass of a frog. Rub the ass okay, of a frog I is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that shouldn't be translated. <laughs> 
I agree. Um, but it 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 gets used quite a lot, so okay. it would, it, that that will go kind of like into the validation uh, type of aspect. So yeah. okay, not validating emotions. Check. I think validating emotions is is a big thing because validating uh, physical pain is like it, it's um, it's something that it, it's yours, like. What's the word that, that I want to use? It's um, you can see it. Yeah, you, can you, see you can see if your son is hurt. Mm -hmm. But emotionally, it's so much harder because you don't know how hurt that person is, mm -hmm. or how much uh, of work or how much effort you need to put in to fix that person. You know? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a very good point. It's it's something that we cannot see. So physical abuse, even verbal abuse, you can hear it. Emotional neglect is. It's like it's it's the lack of something. So that's just very hard to pay attention to. Whereas for the verbal and the physical, there's something that you can hear. There's something that you can see. And that's kind of what your gauge is. But like I said, the neglect is like it's it's a lack of something. How do you how do you even pay attention or how do you gauge that when there's no way to measure it unless you're unless you're aware of it? Mm -hmm. which in that survival mode that you speak of you we don't have time to correct. pay attention to mm -hmm. oh you, did you hear that so and so was upset that his friend and sometimes we, we think that a lot of these things are like oh you know um, just get over it type of thing mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. oh my friend didn't talk to me today oh get over it you know mm -hmm. it'll, it'll pass right. but to you as an adult it might be just a get over it type of situation but for that child that that hurt might be very very big and I, of course i'm talking about you know just a particular example but it, it, we're talking about a numerous a number of things or like you say a spectrum mm -hmm. you know it could be very little and then it can kind of grow into you know my teacher was yelling at me but you have said that te whatever the teacher says is what goes Yep. You know, but I'm not going to now share that with you because number one you might yell at me for saying that or um you know, and not be validated at all. Correct. So, right. okay. <sighs> okay, we have the definition. Was that a good definition? Is that is that understandable? To I, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, do you think in your um, in your professional standpoint mm -hmm. that immigrant children are more likely to go through um, this type of emotions? I do because coming from knowing my culture, you know, from, the, like I said, my family's from the Philippines. We are, <clears throat> we're Asian. Um, and, you know, being aware of the Latino culture, even other cultures, it's very, I don't know of any culture that is very, um, that, that hones in on emotion and the sensitivity of a person. Um, and I think that's just, it's something that's new, but I do see it in in immigrant cultures more so than maybe, you know, American culture here. Right. And I think that the, the thing that stems from it is the whole taboo factor of like, uh, you don't really talk about your feelings. So you're not supposed to really um, feel anything. So mm -hmm. if you don't talk about it, you're not supposed to feel it. And it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And right. I, I, I really wonder why, you know, why our cultures became that way. 
Uh, Maybe that's something that we can look at. (laughs) Dive really deep into that, but definitely. So, um, do you think that that, um, it's only mainly uh, the Hispanic culture that does this, or coming from your point of view, uh, does the Asian culture also do this? The Asian, I think, the Asian culture definitely does do this too. We don't, we don't recognize emotion, and it's kind of the same. You know, we kind of just say get up and move on, and therapy is not a therapy and talking about emotions is not really a prevalent thing and things that kind of they just get swept under the rug it's like if as a as a child you get disciplined you you say okay and then you move on there's no there's no choice to talk back it's the adult way or the highway talking back okay so if I allow my second generation son or daughter to talk back at me, is that a way of validating their emotions or? Is that just playing out disrespect? No, oh, that's, mm, I think it can go both ways. I mean, talking, if it's disrespectful, then it's. Disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> but if they're saying it in a way where they're just trying to express their emotion and you know, it's up to you as the parent to how you respond to it. Then it's pretty much up to your discretion. Okay. It could be, yeah. And, and that's mm-hmm. us now as first generation um, adults dealing with our second generation kids. But yeah. back to how messed up we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> you said at the beginning that this neglect could lead to um, behaviors as adults mm-hmm. um, now the f- and full disclaimer disclosure the, how I learned about um, childhood emotional neglect was um, on my, in my journey to lose weight mm-hmm. right so as I was trying to lose weight and I'm part of an app which I will not mention because I'm we're not sponsored no, by we're not sponsored by that <laughs> <laughs> I um, I got in touch with you know the, the group of people that are part of the app and somebody mentioned it and how dealing with childhood emotional neglect allowed them to lose weight. Now, I'm going to mm. be honest. I'm also like, if, if, if you help her lose weight, let me look into it. Wow. Uh, and that's how I looked into it. And when I looked in like fully, well, not fully into it because you're here to educate me, um, I realized yeah, like it, it, you know, it really, it really has um, oh. made not not the right connections, or mm-hmm. it, there's there's like a shortcut of mm-hmm. things that are happening in my brain and in my emotions mm-hmm. that have made me that have allowed me to become this person that I am. And, and some may be good and some may not be so good. And, and I finally understood why that person mentioned it in the losing weight type of situation. Would you care to talk to us about that? That's very interesting that that's how you came to it. I think the emotional neglect part as an adult, it leaves a hole in you. You were t- talking about a gap or, you know, something that you said wasn't quite clicking. I think it leaves a hole in us because what I what I see often is when for example when an adult is throwing a tantrum you don't notice it as a tantrum you notice it as sometimes you can I guess but you like, notice the adult is being angry they're act they're responding in a way that uh, an average adult wouldn't 
when I see things like that, it makes me think this is their inner child that's coming out, their former, you know, child, and they're not knowing how to respond to their emotions. And I think that is one of the... But that's the easy way to look at it, right? I've heard, to, have you heard these, and, and it's very American también, you know, like that's it, to say, my inner child. Yes. I think for, for us Latinos, there's no inner child. There's like... No, Different but every, personalities. Everybody <laughs> has an inner child. It is it is definitely <laughs> a newer kind of yes. understanding of who we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but that's the easy way to see it right that's mm -hmm. like ah you know somebody who's exploding or somebody who is doing something that is again visible right what about the people who do things and it's not. and it's the opposite mm -hmm. what what are some some ways that it affects them other than exploding i think for the for the opposite those adults internalize their emotions. They bottle it up and then it comes out in, you know, in many different ways. Some adults use substances to deal with it because they don't know how to. I think the, the main part of it is that they don't know how to, they don't, number one, know how to even name the feeling. Um, and then they don't know how to address the feeling. And they just, I think it just feels like a big jumble inside it feels like something uncomfortable and they don't know how to address it so they do the easiest things they they get into unhealthy relationships i guess and not knowing that it's something that they're trying to fill within themselves they use substances like i said they abuse it it those are just a you know some of the okay. ways that i can see mm -hmm. okay so <clears throat> um in 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 this whole i'm battling my emotions um can it be i'm battling my emotions and now i am picking at the mistakes that my husband is making for example for and, sure you know can it i'm i'm can i ask my producer to pull up mm -hmm. some information that we looked up previously so that we can sure. talk about something specific mm -hmm. uh, which one uh mm -hmm. here i have Okay, go down a little bit. So, so Tiffany, when they say, wh when some girls have told me, it's not you, it's me, it's actually them. It is, <laughs> 100%. It is, it's them, it's them. It's, I, I think the... It's, it's them dealing with issues. I've always felt that, you know, when somebody says, it's not you, it's me, it's really them and it's not you. <laughs> but, but if you're dealing with your own shit, <coughs> could it be like, oh my God, something is wrong with me and this is why another person is leaving me? Yes. Could yes. it be like oh, that yeah, sense of sure. abandonment, like, oh my oh, God, yeah. everybody leaves me type of thing? Because I've seen that in movies. It's like, oh my God, everybody leaves me. My yeah. mom left me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and now this. Yes, you know, that, that way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So then it's two fucked up people it's dealing with their own issues. Yeah, yeah. One mean, leaving, one staying, feeling hurt. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. He it's heavy. <laughs> it is heavy. <laughs> it is heavy. So, um, is this it or further down? Uh, there, there was a list. Okay. I think th this look. Oh, oh, the bullet point list. Yeah, 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 yeah. The oh, bullet points. Right okay, so I see this says some effects of emotional neglect are higher rates of anxiety, depression, or or other psych psychiatric, psychiatric disorders. disorders. My my English is not very good looking. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, this this thing about the anxiety. Yes. Anxiety, and, and we talked about it in, in another episode where we say anxiety is real, people. And again, that's something that's not talked about in the Latino culture. I think that um, uh, before I learned about this, mm-hmm. I learned about my own anxiety. Mm-hmm. I learned about, and, 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 and I full-blown, snotty cry, you know, bag over my mouth type of like, mm-hmm. let me get a hold of something because I feel like I'm about to pass out. Anxiety. And then I was just like, what is this feeling? Because I've never felt it. I was always the Maria, which we talked about um, before too. It's the, the very cool, calm, and collected Maria. Yep. What is this anxiety? I felt like the anxiety was like me finally losing control. Mm-hmm. Have you, you know, like, what, how, does, how can anxiety come from the emotional neglect? I think the anxiety can come from emotional neglect in a way that you don't know how to process what you're feeling and it becomes this very confusing kind of uh, road to navigate. You have no name for it. You And then it it comes out in a way, it's, it's kind of like a, a physical response. Your, your body is responding physically to the emotions that you're feeling because it's, it's all connected. And when... I think when you picture all your emotions getting bottled in, bottled in, bottled in, it's a feeling, yes, but it's something that is happening in your brain and it's causing, for example, people who have a lot of stress, they have high, I don't know what's high, sometimes they have a higher heart rate. That's how panic attacks happen. Mm -hmm. So the feelings manifest their ways into physical things. Okay, so anxiety and panic attacks are two different things. Two different things, yeah. So can you give us like an example of something that um, a regular person would actually go through and they were like, okay, I actually went through that. I might have anxiety. Can you give us like a scenario maybe? Sure, so, and connecting it to kind of the childhood emotional. So in, if, if you're, if you were emotionally neglected as a child, you grew up to be in a relationship with somebody and it's maybe even just an argument that's spurring and you know they're making you feel a certain way um anxiety can look like um shutting down it can look like shutting down it can it can look like not responding it can look like withdrawal and that kind of affects the communication part of the relationship but you know if prolonged and not addressed you know, it's definitely going to create a rift in, in the, relationship. the relationship. So that's just, it's a very broad kind of example. Um, but that's one way that I can see it happening. So you're saying if your parents, for example, they were withdrawn with you, they didn't show much emotion, that you're more prone going into a relationship being the same way? Yeah, I think so. Because we are, we learn from our parents. You know, if if we we are, if we don't learn how to address our emotions from them um, and from other people, how are we supposed to know how to address those feelings? Um, it can, it can turn, maybe the, the relationship can turn abusive because it just turned the anger or whatever is happening turns into something physical because the feelings are not being addressed. Right. Um, I think I think that um, showing love, I think, is something that um, 
I think something that we didn't experience uh, as kids, like I don't remember my parents actually like hugging us right. and telling us like we love you. Mm -hmm. So that now that when we're um, adults, that it's kind of weird for me to go up to my mom and be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, love me, uh huh, definitely. And we, and we talked about one of the episodes um, prior to this, Tiff, mm -hmm. how you know graduating high school, graduating college, it was just like, eh, you know, like Israel said, what do you want a cookie? You graduated, yeah. like that's mm -hmm. what you were supposed mm -hmm. to do, type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, not word of, oh my God, I'm so proud of you, uh, you did it, one, like yeah. da da da, you know, like those sort mm -hmm. sort of things. Um, so uh, I don't know who, who which one of uh, them said it. It's like, were you looking for that? Were you looking for that approval? Mm -hmm. that validation. validation. For sure. And I'm glad that you it's, mentioned it back here because mm -hmm. I was like, yes, I did everything I could to get that validation. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm, I'm thinking as a young female, you know, if you don't get that validation, which is how, you know, like now going going back into the TV that, that so f so much unifies Israel and I, it's like we see a lot of TV where it's just like, oh, there's a stripper dancing on a pole. Not saying that this is going to happen to anybody. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, and there was like, oh, you got daddy issues? Correct. And right. then it's like, what, mm -hmm. what does that mean? And then uh -huh. when I learned about CEN, I was like, oh, that's what they mean by daddy issues. Like, you didn't have that. Yeah. And therefore, I'm not saying this is the case for everybody. Maybe you just want to, you know, maybe you have a kick-ass body and you want to show it off maybe that's you more power to you uh -huh. i'm just saying i'm mm -hmm. just saying like that, that that's what it that's where my brain went to and it was just like oh you have daddy issues you know but you bring up a good point um in the not having your feelings validated and then as a grown-up when you're in uh, an adult relationship or whatever even work relationships Maybe you become a people pleaser because you want to mm. get that validation so badly. And, okay. you know, there's okay. great things about being a people pleaser, but people pleasers, you know, do things to please others and they they neglect themselves. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. We right. neglect what we want. Yes. But what because, we need, not even what we want, but what we need. We've also learned that our feelings are not important. We are not important because, you know, not only to to an extent but we we don't feel important because our feelings weren't important they weren't um looked at when we were a kid so we kind of carry that on to adulthood okay so whatever you say it's like oh we're trying to eat what what are we eating what are we eat what whatever you say yeah like that type of thing mm -hmm. like okay i'm i'm pleasing you i'm pleasing so that everybody is content mm. around the table right whatever you say Okay. Yes. No, no, but but where are we going? No, wherever you say. Mm -hmm. And then if we have two people that have the whatever you say, mm -hmm. then we ain't eating. <laughs> We're just going around in circles right now. <laughs> yeah. Or think about at work when somebody's asking you to do something and you're kind of your plate is full, but you don't want to say no because you want their validation, you want their approval, you want them to like you. You'll go above and beyond to do whatever, even though your plate is full. Mm, which eventually can lead to that anxiety. Like if my plate is already full, but I'm mm -hmm. taking all these other projects, mm -hmm. eventually I'm just like, oh shit, I'm going on two hours of sleep. Right. And you know, my physically, your body cannot take it anymore. Yes. Okay. So I think you bring up a, a good point. Um, I think if you could take anything away from this specific show is if you're a people pleaser, you might be onto something. You might be, um, what's the word? You might have experienced. Yeah, you might have experienced. Okay, childhood emotional childhood neglect. Childhood emotional neglect. You're trying to please everybody and, and you have to stop and you got to think about yourself also. Your, your own priorities, mm -hmm. your own priorities. Um, now, 
Um, here's here's the next thing. Lou, can you pull up that list again? All right, we have more more frequent negative emotions like anger, guilt, shame, and fear. Mm-hmm. This, uh, I think, like that anger can get built up inside of you. How can we feel guilt? I think we feel guilty for just feeling our emotions, period. Because you you think of it, oh, well, you know, let me not say how I'm feeling because I'm going to feel like a burden. I, mm. I think guilt, I is, like, guilt like, is a huge part of the Asian culture, and I don't know why, but you feel it, it's like you don't want to put any burden on your family because they're struggling enough. So the burden and the guilt, they go hand in hand. So let me not ask for help. Let me not ask for help. Let me be, you know. Let me just be quiet. Let me suffer in silence and uh, let me keep it moving because I don't want to cause and I think Maria and I have been on that same boat. Like I had told her, well, she knows, she knows my story because we live together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, one of the things is uh, me, my decision of not going to college was because I didn't want to put my parents in, in, in a financial burden. Oh, wow. So I had to pretty much do it myself. I went to college and I paid everything out of pocket myself. Mm-hmm. But it's not a conversation that you have with our parents saying, hey guys, I don't want you put, I don't want to put you through a financial struggle, so I'm not gonna go to college. You never had that conversation with them. No. You made that decision on your own mm-hmm. because of everything that has happened in the past saying, hey, if it, you know, like. You don't want to put the burden on you your don't parents. Put, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Okay, right. so we're talking about feel, uh, feeling guilty, feeling ashamed, angry. Uh, mm-hmm. feeling angry. Um, wow. All right. um, one, right? Okay, so it says higher risk of substance you mm-hmm. substance abuse, which we talked about, which and it's t- mm-hmm. it, and it's very prevalent in the Latino culture to always have your traguitos, and you don't have to wait till you're 21, right, Lou? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's more of a cultural thing, right? Um, but if you already have issues, yeah. But like, so I was reading the list and I was preparing a question to ask. But so number four, the low self-esteem mm-hmm. um, and high self-doubt, lack of confidence. I feel like a lot of that's also built into our culture as well because we get here. made fun of, like by our own family. You can't have a bright idea because he gets shut down. Yeah, he gets shut down. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't like if you're helping your dad with something the entire time he's just like knocking you for not knowing how to do things. Mm. He's you know. But I feel like that type of behavior kind like of you prepares can't even, us. You can't even hold the focal right? Yeah, yeah. Like you can't hold the <laughs> light. Exactly. Can, yeah. can I hold the flashlight this way? No. Yeah. <laughs> You're holding it wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I think stuff like that kind of prepares us. Uh, well, at least in my experience, prepares us for the real world because you're not going to have managers being like, hey, you know, it's like, no, they're going to yell at you because they expect you to know how to do things. So That's true. I don't know. It's like, do you feel... I don't know. This is kind of a loaded question. Do you feel that this part uh, of it wouldn't necessarily be bad? Yeah. I think to a degree. It's always, you know, everything is, if it's too much, then it could be harmful. If it's, you know, you just, you kind of have to find a good balance so that it can be a teachable moment. Just like stress, the amount of stress that you go through, if if it's a good amount of stress, it'll make you be productive. It, if it's too much, you can be unproductive and um, procrastinate. So to answer your question, Lou, I think, yeah, it's 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 uh, finding a balance. 
I, I want to touch upon the the <clears throat> the negative. I'm going to jump to number nine because he says a negative self-image or high levels of self-criticism and negative self-talk. Yeah. I think that my favorite my favorite thing to say to myself up until recently was que muda, which means how dumb, <laughs> like anything that I'm doing and is not right. I would say to myself, que muda. Um, which, you know, like I'm, I'm dogging myself, like, cause I'm used to like, that would be our answer to each mm -hmm. other. Like if we were doing something wrong, I think that, that, um, I tend to do it to myself and, and, um, my, my, my thing is, which is why I really wanted to push this topic is I saw that my children were learning the same thing and that scared me. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to kind of like go in that direction now. You mentioned something before we opened up the show about it being generational. Mm -hmm. How can we make sure that it doesn't become a linking chain that happens on and on and on? Mm -hmm. So breaking the what do they call it there's a the generational curse yes <laughs> breaking breaking that generational tradition and the generational curse it has to start with you it has to start with us because if and, and i think the first step is to be aware of it period be aware about it and start talking about it i guess right yeah because if once you're aware about it and you you say, oh, well, this isn't good. I don't want to continue doing this to my kids. And, you know, it, that's that's where that's where we start. You start with yourself always first, because, you know, in, in order to be a good parent, in order to teach our parents, our, our kids, these things that we want to teach them, you know, modeling it through ourselves is the most important thing. Otherwise, it's not going to there's going to be no substance to it if you just tell your kids what to do and you're not emulating it yourself okay so that can look like like you said um israel just talking about it and i think talking about it will you dig a whole lot of deeper things and you might have to say oh crap i have to you know i need to talk to a professional about this because yeah, it was that's really you need bad therapy. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be like like Oprah. You get therapy. You get therapy. <laughs> you get therapy. <laughs> okay. Yes. So mm -hmm. that's also a taboo in in a lot of um, Latino cultures. It's like, what do you mean therapy? Mm -hmm. Go talk to go talk to el padrecito. You know, go mm -hmm. talk to the priest type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but therapy is therapy. Therapy is a licensed um, professional that mm -hmm. would actually talk about this with with the um, I guess the underlying. Mm -hmm. factors of what we want to create which is a healthy um emotionally healthy individual right. that can then uh, progress in life right mm -hmm. and i think a very simple way to start is just valid like when you're when you're a kid or when you're a student or whatever is having emotions to say you know you don't have to say you don't have to try to fix it you don't have to say you know, oh, you know, just get up. It's it's okay. You just fell. You can say, oh, you know, I see. You just pretty much name what you're seeing. Restate the the problem. Yeah, I see that you're. I see that you're angry. It's okay to be angry, and that alone, that alone can do wonders. Certainly, you're not fixing anything. You're just simply stating what you see. Oh, it looks like you're frustrated. It looks like you're really mad. But then when they start, you know, like hitting and things like that, and I'm going through this with my toddler, he's two, 
he's feeling a lot of emotions not knowing what to do about it so i try you know try to say you look angry (laughs) you look angry it's okay to be angry what we can't do so you're putting a boundary down now what we can't do is hit when you're angry so that they know that uh, it's okay to feel these feelings but you know my response is not i can't hurt people in my response Uh you just sit with it i think we need like uh, a word for the day like sesame street and i think our main focus today is validation Validation. (laughs) yes yes it goes a long trust me it goes a long way i and i when you just say that um miles is two and he's feeling angry and you said i think you look angry you're also giving him the word for that feeling yes true okay mm-hmm. which true. um and it and, and i'm what gonna say it i'm gonna put myself on the spot me, I would have been like, "Wham la mocoso, boom, boom, right. el cuarto." <laughs> you know. Like, and imagine, imagine our parents hearing us say these things. What are they thinking? I wonder. You know, it, it must be like these are some new age hippies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's very different from for them. But I, like I said, this validation, this validation is it's new. It's I mean, it's not new, but it's just coming up now. And I'm as I've been a school counselor for four years. Four, four or five years and I think I'm only just seeing you know the importance and like the simplicity of validating somebody's feelings and how far it can go right um, so I want to get to into something with this whole weight loss situation one of the things that it does or it did um, get, giving us a wheel of emotions and I don't know if you can pull it up Lou a wheel of emotions it's like oh the names the names of the emotions so it like divided the little wheel into um, emotions like if I'm talking to um, a kid they may say "I, I feel sad I feel happy I feel mad boom that's it those are the emotions that a child can readily express I'm sad I'm 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 happy you know yeah you think back at your kindergarten years and you're like okay this is the wheel of what you're supposed to feel but there's more than those particular feelings Uh so so you know like if you're angry look at how many feelings actually stem from feeling that anger is the at the root of it but you're like i feel betrayed boom 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 jealous you i feel jealous Mm -hmm. you know like if you really go into the feelings then and and then you have the words then you can talk about what it is that is in your gut mm-hmm. that you cannot express you and, and and it's a regular thing for you first to say i feel some type of way i yeah. do it all the time mm-hmm. you feel some type of way mm-hmm. but i'm like what is a type of way because a type of way is the whole damn wheel yeah that looks like a very complex wheel that almost look like a yeah. uh, complex um it looks like something that they pulled from thesaurus.com <laughs> 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 no, it kind of looks like a, a FAPSA type of wheel. Like if you're looking. Oh to, my goodness! <laughs> if you're looking <laughs> to. Uh, looks like one of those things that teachers used to grade. Yeah. Have you seen them? Yeah. Look at that. It, it, it's, 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 you know. And and you know what I don't see there? Hungry, hungry. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hungry is hangry. <laughs> Uh, yeah sometimes i'm like i feel some type of way no you don't you feel i I do that all the time with my husband i'm like you're just hungry please like have a snickers no Mm -hmm. eat a bread like that's Mm -hmm. my thing like Mm -hmm. eat a bread Mm -hmm. don't talk to me right now go and eat a bread and then come back 
you know, dealing with all these emotions. But definitely. <sighs> but think about how uh, as how healthy it could feel to put a name to and you and it's also giving you control it's also giving you power because you're taking ownership of how you're feeling and then you know you can move on and even as I'm saying this I do feel like uh, our older generations listening or like, thinking that it's very hippy dippy but it's addressing the childhood emotional neglect and I think that's I think we've all honestly I've have all experienced it in some in way some or way form. shape or form okay um, <clears throat> so to say that anybody out there who's listening um, to this right now is like having an oh aha moment or is that having an oh shit moment like I've definitely gone through this um, for for my main thing is you're not alone mm-hmm. um, you're not weird this is something that has now been studied we're all messed up here <laughs> yes, that it has been given a name for a reason, um, and that because it's been studied and, and da da da, there's a, a and I'm gonna put my quotations around it. There's a cure for it, mm-hmm. um, and that cure involves therapy. It invo- involves knowledge. Mm-hmm. It involves talking. Validation. 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 <laughs> Even if you listen, I may, maybe you cannot afford therapy. Maybe you cannot, you know. Uh, what what can you recommend for somebody who, who cannot can, afford therapy? Right. Okay, that's a good question. I think um, I don't know if if you're if you like journaling. Journaling has always been a very healthy way for me. I started journaling when I was in the fifth grade, and I've always continued to keep it up. And it's been an amazing tool because you nobody's reading it. You're not writing it for anybody but yourself. You can talk about anything you want you can you know and it, it just helps an individual process the things that are going on if you're not a talker you can write it down you can type it if you don't want to write it down you can you know where I feel like um, as immigrants as you know first generation second generation individuals we don't we're not comfortable talking about ourselves we don't feel we're not um comfortable talking about emotions that's the thing mm-hmm. I think at least for me like mm-hmm. it's hard to actually f- pinpoint of how I feel because I'm all over the place you know and then more than one emotion at the same time that's true and a lot of us do but also as a male versus females it's your experience is much more different than ours I think your your have you have been told to suppress your emotions more than we have so I think the emotional neglect is a different experience for for males in general Yes. True. Right. I didn't even think about that particular point, but yeah, like mm-hmm. starting with the whole boys don't cry situation, yeah. it extends. It's like men need to be the provider. Correct. Men need to be the ones that take care of things. Men, da 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 da. da. So kind of like a lot of people say, you know, they're not in tune with the feminine side, just to say they don't know how emotion. to express emotions. Yeah, and it, it doesn't have to be that way. It's a male, female. It's a human experience, and I think showing our emotions you can you know it's just showing that we're human we're not made we're not perfect we're not made of stone we have feelings and every single person has these feelings as well so it's like putting up a facade that you know we're all perfect we don't feel these things and we you know everybody actually does okay so if i can't afford counseling Mm -hmm. um, or therapy i could look into that journal will do wonders for you 
journaling. Yeah. And you speak from personal experience. Well, yes and no. Um, I do see a therapist, and one of the things she actually has um, suggested for me to do is actually write my my thoughts down in a journal. And um, I told her, like, yeah, 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 you know, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm going to call it my shit journal mm -hmm. because it's like a lot of anger, a, a lot of things that I, I can't share with anybody else. I'll go into that thing. Mm -hmm. So she's like, yeah, you know, it's hard for you to share your emotions. A way for you to let things go will be just putting down the things in your journal. And it's mm -hmm. going to be something that down the line, you could always look back at it and be like, okay, this really bothered me. Um, why did it bother me? Or, or for work type of, of situations, you know? Yeah. I like that that um, he says, why did it bother me? Like, you can look back and say, why did this, you know, what, and then look back and say, well, how did I react after the fact? Mm -hmm. um, I like that. Like, I used to do a lot of, you know, like back back in my day they called it writing in a diary <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know but um but even <sighs> then i felt like um like our parents could just pick it up and read it and mm -hmm. then it was like do i really want to write what do i want to write are they going to find this and say oh my god i hate my mother right. and then oh you know all hell breaks loose because i wrote it in a in a rage of Uh, anger or you know like you're not letting me do what I want to do type of, t uh, type of thing or you're not letting me express myself then I haven't done it in many many mm -hmm. years like I write I and you know like I write I mm -hmm. love to write mm -hmm. um, but I don't think I have written about my feelings as much as writing about what I'm thankful for like right. I have kept my writing to like one or two sentences of what am I thankful for mm -hmm. and like that helps me even if I have a shit day Um, focus on even like the tiniest little bit of what went right. right. So I grasp to that mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day. But certainly I can see how journaling is good. I think just starting and it's uh, it's something that we all have. It's not something that can change in an instant, but the negative self-talk that we, that we mentioned before changing the way we talk to ourselves the narrative that goes through our head um and being the you know so if we didn't if we didn't hear that oh yeah i love you or i'm proud of you when we were younger to kind of be that person for ourselves because at the end of the day we can't really rely on our our parents if they're still around to give us that love that validation we can't really rely on our Spouses. Partners, correct. Our children, which you know, uh, uh, like a small example. That's the reason why people get dogs because they want, you know, they want to love that dog. They want that dog to love them, and it's a companionship. But at the end of the day, you don't really have anybody else but yourself to rely on. So, in order to change that narrative, th we see a lot of positive affirmations now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. I can, like, we see the little girl in front of the mirror going you know i am strong mm -hmm. i am beautiful like can we do that as adults yes yeah and, or even yeah. when something crappy happens and you beat yourself up about it you know let the moment pass let your whatever you're feeling disappointment anger or sadness for yourself and say okay i'll do i'll do better and you we we just become the parents to ourselves that we wanted when we were younger and i kind of think that that helps heal the you know the the wound maybe or 
the the gap that was not filled when we were younger. So we we're dealing with that um, inner child that you said. Yeah. So we are parenting ourselves. Yes. Hmm. Mm. What do you think about that? We give ourselves an, an ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go stand, stand in front of the mirror and go sana sana culita de rana. <laughs> <laughs> you look at yourself. I did not raise you this way. <laughs> um, okay. So we can journal. We can definitely practice uh, positive thoughts or positive affirmations. Self-affirmation. Self-affirmations. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which self-affirmations? Validate your own self. Right? Okay. Validate. Say it's okay that I am mad about this. It's even if we feel like it's the smallest thing, you're still entitled to, to be how to feel however you want to feel. There's no right or wrong feeling. And then you move on from there. Then you, you know, you see what the next steps are to kind of find that peaceful balance again mm -hmm. within yourself. Now, um, in order to kind of wrap it up and close it, Tiffany, as a school counselor and you see children day, day in and day out, <clears throat> what are some um, consejos? What, what are some advice? Advice, thank you. That you would give other parents that uh, that are having that aha moment, like, oh my God, like, am I doing this to my kid? What can now we're talking about how we can fix ourselves? Right. How can <coughs> we? How can that generation one parent listening to us um, help their children? Mm -hmm. So. Um, I think Israel said it before how emotions are taboo to maybe first not even think about that it's taboo it's not taboo anymore let's just let's not say that it's taboo anymore and let's open up the open up our minds to maybe find some information on it all you have to do is google childhood emotional neglect and there's you know again there's no taboo nothing it, we've all gone through it so to learn about that and to I start with yourself, like I said, I start identifying emotions that you feel. And when our kids are having those big feelings to say, it's okay, <clears throat> it's okay to feel those things. Um, I still love you because I think as kids, when we have those big feelings, we get scared that our parents won't love us anymore or you know, we're a burden and we feel guilty. But like I said, we all feel those emotions. So to just say, it's okay, you know, it's okay to feel frustrated. I still love you. It's okay that you spilled the milk. And yes, I am very mad, but you made a mistake. But I, and, and I still love you. Not, a, not, but I think the and part is important because it's not, you did this, but it's, you did this and I'm, you know, I still care about you. I'm still here for you. Um, and just validating. Can, That's the word. Yes. Can I just uh, bring something? How how is it that um, it's like? All right, we can make the change in our own families, but uh, American media and just media from like our our countries and you know they always depict like there's always somebody on there that's the butt of the joke and it tends to be like let's say like Family Guy. Meg is the butt of the joke. Mm -hmm. and she's one of the most emotionally neglected characters on that. Uh, in The Simpsons, it's Lisa. So there's this you know. Um, culture of just having that being the butt of the joke it's like how can we change that in our house but it like you know still have that type of behavior still being depicted yeah i know which i understand what you're saying i think it's just uh, 
letting them letting that still happen because it is still um, part of the cultural <laughs> yeah and it's still so part you don't recommend uh, you standing up to them and be like I am not a joke no <laughs> but also in addition to joking with them to just check in with them and say you know although we do joke you know that we still love you right it's and if if you if you feel like it's too much let us know and you know we can there's i don't know adju adjusting adjusting <laughs> how that occurs i guess can be very helpful for that person but you know just saying i see how i see that this might make be making you feel mm -hmm. sad or frustrated and you yeah, know so we can still bully them but bully them with love yes. <laughs> is that what you say? say you know my bad i'm sorry let me let me ease up and <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> like you say, there, and I still love you. And I still love you. <laughs> I think there's like uh, that guilt uh, of actually um, feeling certain ways, and you're like, um, in a way, you feel uh, guilty of actually speaking up for yourself. You can't be uh, going up to your family and be like, "Hey, I didn't like when you called me." Kaka oh yeah, definitely day. not. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Roast you, and yeah. then that'll be your nickname for the yeah, rest of your exactly. life. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, I guess it's we do have to have tough skin because it is a tough world out there. Um, but, you know, there's also a softer side to things as well. And to be mindful of both things, it, it's not just you got to have tough skin and that's it. I think it's you got to have tough skin and you also have to feel loved at the same time mm -hmm. so it can look like many different things but you know everybody experiences it in a different way okay okay wow have you learned anything today israel yes uh i learned that it's okay to feel a certain way i think i also learned about validation um just to be open with everybody else i guess th that's the big uh key word that we want to um, put out there validate your feelings and validate other people's feelings so you kind of get your point across so you could actually um, stop that uh, generational curse um, from going forward you know validate your kids emotions uh, validate your own emotions put yourself as a priority and um, I guess yeah that's about it yeah did okay. you learn anything I <laughs> yes I learned that journaling is something that can help definitely and i might just pick it up again um mm -hmm. i think that um in it and, and and it goes with what israel says put make yourself a priority because as a mom um i'm just like oh i gotta go to the dinner and i gotta do this and i gotta do that and I, da, 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 da. you kind of like are at the end of the line i think that um i'm a i'm gonna learn to be a little bit selfish to put myself first mm -hmm. And I'm going to do that through journaling um, and see where that leads me. But I, this, this has been an eye-opening experience. Mm -hmm. I thank you for taking the time and coming in and talking to us. I feel like <coughs> everything we have done, episode one through nine, has kind of led to this, into realizing that, yes, we are a generation um, of Latinos, of immigrants that have come here, that have fought to become the adults that we are uh, through many different experiences, whether that's learning English, whether that was going to college, going into uh, the, the military service, whatever. Whatever we did has brought us to this point. But sometimes there's all these little nuances that happen in our childhood that could create a chain reaction into our adulthood. And But that doesn't mean that we're... we're 
broken mm-hmm. people that we can still um, have can, healthy lives and, and be happy right. and mm-hmm. healthy relationships. Healthy, healthy relationships. relationships. Yeah, um, which is really important because we don't want to go through our lives just alone and, and alone. have fighting with everybody. Thank you. Know. you. Mm-hmm. Um, or people pleasing everybody mm-hmm. to the day you die and then mm-hmm. not being happy um, on your own accord. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important. And I think what I, the, the biggest thing that I got from our conversation today is just to remember that we are important ourselves, you know, because we don't, maybe we didn't get that message when we were younger or, you know, maybe we, it's just like, you know, you're the, you taking, you put, you putting yourself first kind of thing, you validating the emotions. It's remembering that we are important in our own lives and not putting ourselves on the back burner and being that person for us too, if nobody else can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that. Parenting ourselves. I love that. Because yeah. I like that message. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I take that. I take it back. No joy. <laughs> Parenting myself. <laughs> That's what I take away from it. I, I really, um, there, there was a message um, at some point on Facebook that I read. It was like, if I could be any person, who would I be? Like, if I could be reborn again, who would I be? And the message read, I would be my mother's mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. um, to tell her how she's loved, to tell her how, because... In that sense, everything that comes out of my mother would not be different. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it would change you. It would change everybody. Uh-huh. So I do believe that it is generational because I, as oh. I think back, how was my mother um, brought up? How, you know, what did she experience as a child? Mm-hmm. So if I could be a person, I would be my mother's mother. And knowing what we know now, you know. You know, I think that it, it comes with uh, a generation thing that... When people get older, they kind of reflect on, on their um, on, on how they've been acting. Because I don't remember uh, my my grandmother was hard on my mother, mm-hmm. but um, we didn't really have a lot of time with my grandmother per se. But the time that we did have, it'd be like oh, it completely changed. She was like a sweeter person to an extent, you know. So my parents are sweet grandparents to our children too i think yeah. that when they become grandparents uh-huh. yeah, the think, chip think, changes yeah i think that's something we need to, to, to talk about somewhere down the line yeah. because mm-hmm. no i think izzy's right i think they have had enough time to reflect and now they see this like innocent thing then they kind of think about it it's like damn i really was True. and then they get a second chance almost exactly. to be and then yeah. they're not in survival mode anymore yeah too. that's right that's true <sighs> You know that's what? a whole other that's conversation. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, but we're running out of time today. I want to um, thank Tiffany for taking the time and being here and thank educating you. us. Um, and just out there, please know you're not alone. This is this is something that you can definitely get help with. If you decide to get therapy, please go into therapy. If you're feeling anxiety, know that anxiety is real. Mm-hmm. If you're having panic attacks, please... Sit down, breathe. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. Breathe in, breathe out. And we are not alone. And we are not mm-hmm. alone. You're mm-hmm. not alone. Practice mm-hmm. positive affirmations. Practice parenting yourself. Please tell yourself you love yourself. Um, you know, and let's be the best versions of ourselves from now on to the future, especially if you have young children, because those young children can now. Uh, not need therapy mm-hmm. for because of us. <laughs> yeah. 
They, yes. <laughs> they may need therapy because of something else, but not from us. Um, um, you know, stay safe out there. Remember que estés donde estés. No estás solo porque aquí estás en familia. Remember, we family now.